0: brothers and my sisters it is brother solis live with another episode of coffee and the truth and i got the young man in the booth elwood from elwood what's up ladies and gentlemen and then we got tan the man who just got out of band what's up y'all and we are continuing our series of Honey Dip lies and Today's topic of discussion is you will never overcome. Hmm. Now, I know we want to be victorious, right? I mean, who wakes up in the morning and wants to look in the mirror and say, you're a loser? Mm-hmm. Who who wakes up in the morning and says, bro, you're defeated. We don't want to do that, right? Yeah. We we know what the Bible says, that joy comes in the morning, and we want to believe it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we want to experience it. Look, look, don't take me wrong. I'm not saying I don't believe that scripture. I'm just saying. We go to sleep defeated, and we're hoping that we can wake up and experience the scripture in our lives, where joy will come in the morning, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And to be real, don't. Now am I the only one that has suffered that?
2: No. I've definitely gone through that and I'm still currently going through it. Um I've let that lie sink into my my mind for a long time and it wasn't until I talked to Brother Solis that it really helped me. It it really helped me and it it's been changing me and making me get out of that.
1: Yeah. So at least for me, with this lie, it kind of goes with the nobody will understand, which is the last podcast we did. Because with the lies that nobody will understand, I'm not gonna overcome, cause I I'm not telling no one. I don't have no support. Mm-hmm. I don't have no extra prayer. Yeah. So I'm 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 not gonna overcome this if if I'm not doing anything, and so. While I was dealing with the lie of nobody will understand, I was also dealing with the lie of you will never overcome.
0: Yeah, they they tend to go hand in hand because first, okay, so now I'm stuck in this sin, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can't talk to nobody because everybody seems so holy, right? And everybody seems so right. And I'm not saying they're putting on that facade. It's just we believe that lie, right? We can't talk to pastor or we can't talk to the ministers or we can't talk to our own family members who are in church because they got it figured out and I don't. And they think so highly of me. And so I can't open up. So right when we believe that nobody will understand, we fall into that sin again. And you know what? It, 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 It conceives a baby and then it gives birth to I will never overcome. Mm -hmm. you go to church Sunday night, and you're bawling out, and you're crying, you're crying, God, forgive me for this, God, forgive me for this, and here you go, falling in the same ditch that you knew the directions, and you knew there was a, a sign blinking, it's nighttime, it's blinking right there, there's a ditch here, ditch here, six foot wide, 12 foot deep, and we fall right into it. And so now we're holding this baby of nobody. I'm oh sorry. We had the nobody will understand. And now we're holding the baby of. I will never overcome. And so it was awesome. Tanner, brother Tanner did reach out to me. And told me he was dealing with some things of that nature. And in our conversation. I can hear in his his. Voice, I don't know if he could, was that voice of you would never overcome. Yep. He probably didn't hear it. His heart probably felt it more than anything and didn't realize that his mouth was saying it without saying it. And so I was just paying attention. I write, I stay quiet and I let you talk and I try my best to say, okay, I want to find this angle of where I can help this young man at. And the best thing I can do right now is to shut up and let him speak. And that's what I try to do. And so as I was hearing it, that's when it starts coming out. And I said, oh, my goodness, this man is, is dealing with the voice that's telling him, you're not going to overcome this. No matter how many worship songs you put on, no matter how, how many hours of prayer you put on, no matter, no matter how many youth services you go to, no matter how many prayer services you go to no matter how, how many church services you go to you're still going to be this person yep and if you were to ask a show of hands i'll be the first one to deal with that i'll I'll say yes i have i have dealt with this there's things that plague me Tanner from before you know my rap background, the things that I used to rap about, the things that I used to crave and I used to desire and the things that I used to to eat and the things that I used to drink. Don't think that those things are dead. Mm-hmm. They like to rise up again. And they want to come up in my life. And sometimes it's, it, it, it it's like a flood, bro. It's not like a raindrop. You get a you know your Holy Ghost umbrella out and it just stops it you know one ray drop that's like a flood. Mm -hmm. Not only is it raining down on you now, it's sweeping you under. Now you done got caught up in the undertone, and the current so strong, man, it seems like you can't get out. And now you're drowning in this, man. And now you're just stuck in this, and you're like, I ain't gonna overcome. I think I got it figured out, right? You start thinking that you're defective, right? You're like, man, I'm speaking in tongues here. I'm receiving the Holy Ghost. I'm reading my Bible. You know, I'm doing all these things that I'm supposed to be doing, that a good Christian is supposed to be doing. And why am I still falling? Now, am I tripping? Not at all. Not at all. Y'all over oh, there quiet on me, man. I was like, man, I thought I was tripping. I thought I was the only one going through this. And uh, I thought I was psycho. Thank psyching. you.
2: Just listening.
0: They got their phones out. I thought they were about to call 911. I'm like, man, <laughs> get this dude a straitjacket. Take him to Austin. This dude's crazy. So can y'all talk to me a little more on this? I, I want to know y'all, y'all opinions or if you want to talk about your experience or Whatever, but I, I want to know y'all heart. How do you, how do what do y'all think about this?
2: All right, so as y'all know, I have been dealing with this, and it's we've been going through this, me and Brother Solis together. And um, so, what the Lord has revealed to me is that the hold on. Let me try to okay, okay, one second. The enemy's voice is loud, right? He told me that it's loud. It's like thunder, and the, God's voice is a still small voice. Mm-hmm. And you know, as I was going through this, it sounds. Like, it sounded like the the phrase "I cannot overcome." We can. I, we can overcome. Was getting loud, and then I was in the middle of prayer, and he was like, "Do you know why that's loud? Because it's the enemy's voice. Do you know what my voice is saying? I love you, Tanner." And that's what he showed to me. And it really changed my outlook. That wasn't the whole experience, but that's just what I wanted to share right
1: now because I feel that. And Elwood? Yeah, I'd like to share a verse. First um, John 5 and 4, it's an N-O-T. says, for every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. Now, when I, when I read this, I immediately thought of David and um David and Goliath. You know, David had the overcomer mental what's the word Met- mentality? Yes. yes sir. So deep in him that all, all he all he had to do is grab a few stones to defeat him. Mm-hmm. He had so much faith in God that he will overcome. That that he was able to defeat the giant. Now, with me, honestly, let me be honest on this podcast, Brother Solis. Come on. Honestly, with me, I would have been over here breathing hard. I I probably wouldn't even be there in the first place. But if I was there, I probably would be breathing hard, overthinking, and everything which make which would make me the loser. But because David had the overcomer mentality deep in him, because his faith in God, he was able to slay the giant.
0: I like the way he brings that up. Because when we look at the Bible, we paint the the perfect people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what I love about this book, it's not just a an old book that, Somebody try to put in your life because they want to control you. Or they're legalistic. No. When you start reading that book, you're going to start realizing that there is experiences that you are going through that are in that book. And the only thing that you can say is how, because there are men and women just like you are. In the first, you know, I want to, I want to, let's talk about the father of faith, right? Abraham. Now we call him the father of faith. We know he's in the the Hebrews 11 chapter, the faith chapter. We know he's there. It talks highly about him, but we cannot forget that there was a point in time where God promised this man a child and he would look at his wife and not realize, and his, his wife would look at herself and come to the conclusion that it wasn't gonna happen unless it was with somebody else. And see, we developed that mindset. We hear great testimonies of people overcoming pornography, mm-hmm. people overcoming heroin, people overcoming meth, people overcoming homosexuality. But when we look at ourselves, we think it ain't gonna happen to us, right? And he did fall. He fell into that same lie that you're believing. That it can't happen to me. And it can't happen to us. And so she goes, it, it, take Hagar. Settle for her. And that's what we try to do, right? Mm-hmm. We want to try to settle for something that God never intended us for, to settle on. And so now we're stuck in this. It's glad that you bring up David. There could have been a a lot of things that, let's take the, the committing adultery deal. We can tell that David did not have that in his heart. How can we tell that? Simply, when the prophet goes up to him and gives him the story about that rich man and that poor man, instantly David says, you know what, kill that rich man. Why would he say something like that if it wasn't in his heart? That that was wrong. He he messed up. And this is what I told Tanner. I said, do you understand what you're doing is wrong? And he told me yes. He said, yes. I wanted to make sure that that's deep down inside of his heart. That he understands that this is wrong. Because that is the first step that David had to take. Is man, I messed up. This is wrong. This is not right of what I'm doing. And we have to have that in our hearts and we have to have that in our minds. Because at that point in time, we're not going to, we're we're vulnerable at this stage. We're basically telling the enemy, look, 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 we're waving our hands. We got, you know, all the lights pointed at us and saying, look, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. I'm down, I'm defeated. If you watch a lion, you know what, what when a lion is when they hunt, what do they hunt for? Stronger the weak. the weak the weak and so the Bible says that be diligent and sober because your adversary the devil roams around like a what run seeking whom he may devour not can devour he may
1: Searching for the weak.
0: You get what I'm telling you?
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Whom he may. He's not looking, Brother Elwood, at the one he can't defeat. He is looking for the one he can defeat. Wow. Goliath found Saul. Mm-hmm. But it was that little punk shepherd boy that he had a problem with. Cause it was that little boy or whatever. We try to paint a picture of David, whatever it was that Well, that was a big problem because the other one he already had, that was the one that, that the enemy may devour. But David's mindset is you ain't finna devour. Mm -hmm. Because I know who my God is and I know who I am in God. Who are you in God? Tanner? Victorious. What about you Elwood who are you in God
1: an overcomer
0: and what does the Bible say what does the Bible say
1: we are more
2: than overcomers
0: more than conquerors yeah. royal priesthood a peculiar people I mean, you're different you're a special kind of breed dude yeah you're a mess but you know what I love about mess in the Lord's hand he creates masterpieces. Mm-hmm. Y'all been on on Instagram and y'all see that one person that gets this paint and it starts putting it all over this this white wall, and it just looks like they're making a mess. And in the end, it's like a beautiful yeah. picture. Yeah, and you're just mind blown. Like, what the heck? They first started off and it just looked like junk, and you're like, and you tell yourself, how how does that happen? Like, like I don't know if the, y'all y'all think that way. But I, in my mind, I'm all like, my goodness, like, for that to come out alive in that individual and them to get lost in that, to look at something that was a mess and create a masterpiece. And that's the same thing that God does with us is that he looks at our mess and he creates a masterpiece because it's always going to be in our mess, our mess, brother Tanner. And this is something that you got to comprehend, especially in the stage that you're in. It's always going to be in our mess that we're going to gain a message Why do you think Paul was so passionate, Brother Elwood, about spreading this gospel? Because it was that mess, right, that he was in of persecuting the church and trying to destroy the church, that he realized that he was going to take that mess and make a message, and why do you think he was able to get whipped, and why was he was getting able to get beat, and why he was able to get portrayed and suffer shipwreck and do all these things for the gospel's sake because he said you know what i was a mess but god it now made a messenger wow that's powerful wow <laughs> hmm. it's always going to be in your mindset that's his playground man he takes that from the lord because what is the first what what is the first commandment tell you us to do To love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, with all thy heart, and with all thy might. You see that? So now what the enemy tries to do is he tries to operate. And now he tries to get us from fixing our love on the Lord. And so we can start meditating on his through our mind Mm -hmm. and our mindset. But I have to know, Tanner, and I have to understand, God, I know I'm a mess right now. But God in this mess let it be Let me be a messenger Because I know I'm not the only one Dealing with this junk Because I'm not the only one That the enemy's trying to defeat Can we not comprehend We not comprehend that Job What did he want to do He want to destroy Job Why Because he's going to be a messenger If I do not destroy him And Job was convinced within his mind By all means necessary I have to stay faithful And that's the mindset that you got to develop And I got to develop Develop by all means I got to stay faithful I know I may be messed up and I know I may be a mess but I'm gonna be a messenger when I get out of this and who did God ask to pray for his friends he adds Job the one that dealt with all the mess and the one that was in all that junk and was suffering that great trauma Tanner was the one to say you know what you pray for your friends why why Because through all of your mess, not once did you give in. You may, you may, I mean, come on, you can read it. He was in some, he was in some said, he said some words, all right. That people can say, well, he was suffering from depression. He was, he said some things, all right. But when you look at that young man's heart, well, I'm going to say young man, whatever. When you look at his heart, that man, I don't think he was young because, you know, he had family, whatever. But still, when you look at that man's heart. It says, you know what? I may be saying some things because my emotions may be jacked up. But let one thing be known. Lord, is that my heart is faithful to you. And I know I may be slipping because I've been tripping on these emotions. But let one thing be known, God, that my heart is faithful to you. Regardless of what I may be seeing. What are you seeing? What are you seeing right now? Do you see victory or do you see defeat? Defeat. Let's like see. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you ain't winning? Mm-hmm. Twelve spies the Lord said to go spy out the land that he done told him he was going to give him. Do you not know that there's land that the Lord wants to give you spiritually, son? Mm-hmm. Then what are you seeing? There's only two of them, Tanner. Only two of them that told the Lord, yeah, we can take them and 10 of them that said, no, we can't. And it was all about what they were seeing, what they were viewing. What's in your view. What's in your view. Are you viewing a victory or are you defu- viewing a defeat? And then you want to know why you ain't conquering. Because you're too busy. Having your heart. Fixed on the enemy's will. than on God's will. Simply because he said love me with all thine heart. Yes Lord I love you. I love you. But I'm allowing my heart to believe another voice other than you. Brother Gordon Poe preached a message one time. And I got to hear it. It's called. Two fathers and two voices. You got the father of lights, which is God, and then you got the father of lies, which is the devil. And both of them got voices, and both of them will speak to you. And this is why you got to be cautious in, 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 in this stage that you're in of whose voices. And if you are listening to defeat, that is not God's voice. What do you tell Solomon? If my people who are called by my name, what name are you called by? Jesus. Jesus. You believe that? Yes. You believe that? Yep. And so, as God tell him and Solomon this, whenever his people were just, just faithful, I mean, no batting 100%. I mean, they were looking good. Mm-mm. Every team wanted them. No. It was after they done. Turned away from God after they done dropped the ball and kicked it, then scored a point for the enemy. As God is telling me, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, Look, see, God is not going to call you to be defeated, but He will call you to be humble. Have you been humble in this situation? Yes. Humble or low self-esteem? Mm, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. So you can't have both. Mm-hmm. Either you got humble or low self-esteem. You want to know why God can work with, with humbleness and not low self-esteem? Because low self-esteem would never get off the bench whenever the coaches tell them to come on to the court. Mm-hmm. Come on to the field, son. No, I can't. But a humble man can. A humble man can be built up from a downfall. That's what he's telling them. They failed, Brother Elwood. His people failed. We failed. And God is telling us if we humble ourselves, not if we have low self esteem, and we humble ourselves, seek his face, and we pray, then he will hear us. Why? Because I can't hear a a low self-esteem person. Why are they too busy having a pity party? Mm -hmm. But humble enough to know, you know what, God, I'm sorry. I can honestly say the reason why I'm on this mess is 99% of the time that's me. Because I've been going off of my desires. And I've been being led by my spirit instead of your spirit. And I can honestly say I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I put myself in this mess, and here I am dealing with it. But a low self-esteem prayer is gonna be like, "I'm a, you know, I'm a mess. I can never be used, and I'll never be used. I'll never be used. I can never be used." And you hear the difference? How can God use somebody who can't even don't even see the the strength that He's trying to give them? How can I use you if I'm trying to give you strength and you won't receive it? See, a humble man will receive the strength because he been down that road to understand that he's been weak and defeated. And the strength comes from God, a low self-esteem, a man so defeated that he can never gain strength because he understands that he can never be used and he would never be able to be used. And if he is, he will never be able to handle it. And that's why I say I love about the Bible. Because we fall into these things. If it's not going to happen, then why did John say? If we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ. Why would he write that? I like said, if you read the Bible, you understand. But during them times, are you reading those scriptures? No. No. Not supposed to. Right? That's God's will. You've been dabbling in the enemies, Will. What makes you think you're going to hear them scriptures? And I'm not trying to throw stones at nobody here and try to call and try to make people think I'm better than you. I'm not doing none of that. I'm trying to help you gain a gain a, a foot, if not a, a yard, <laughs> you know, a mile or something. I'm trying to make you gain something here and trying to realize the reason why you've been, we've been dabbling in the things that we dabble in, especially this lie, is because of that. Come on, you think it was just easy for me to pick up the calling of God on my life? Come on, like I can just pick up the phone and call daddy and say, hey, daddy, how do you write a message? Like I can just, like I got this legacy or something. And I'm the only minister in my family. You know, so far. You know, I'm the only preacher in my family. I'm the only licensed minister in my family. You don't think that those things that try to plague me and try to haunt me and tell me you ain't gonna overcome this? It's a little high. And you feel good now. But it ain't gonna last. You can't overcome who you are, you can't overcome the rapper lifestyle. You can't overcome the jewelry and the lusting after women. You can't, you can't overcome that. This is just a little feel good for now, but you'll be back. You'll be back. But I can honestly tell you, Brother Tanner. That I believe that God can change situations. And I believe that he can take, I mean, David, David was a nobody. His family weren't, you didn't, your Bible didn't know nothing about David until one guy fell. Right? We didn't know about no David until one guy fell. That's the only time we knew about that guy. And what is that telling me as an individual? It don't matter who who knows or doesn't know you. As long as as long as I know you, you're gonna be alright. And that's good, right, Tanner? Yeah, man, yeah. The victory, victory, victory. Huh. I still gotta fight those things today, Elliot. I'm not done. I ain't heaven. This don't look like heaven. I'm still looking at flesh. You know what I mean? I'm still looking at high gas prices. I'm still looking at inflation, you know what I'm saying? I'm not in heaven, bro. So I, that don't mean I'm done. I know. Look, can you be honest? Can you handle peace? Uh, Yes. You can handle peace. Like you can handle no drama in your life and you will still have a great relationship with God.
2: Wait, I'm confused by the question.
0: No drama in your life.
2: Uh-huh.
0: No enemy on your back. Uh-huh. No sickness in your family. Nobody lost in your family, no drama in school, no drama in work, nobody's addicted to nothing, total peace in your life. You think you can handle it? No. You're crazy. That's what people did. And then you wonder why we got to suffer so much. That ain't because God's a mean God. It's because we are all mean people. And we're not an honest people. And we have to be honest with, our, with ourselves, You know, you know what I mean? Why am I dealing with this, Elliot? Because of God or me? Yourself. Because of me. The difference between David and Solomon is David was always running from the enemy. Always fighting the enemy. And Solomon, who didn't have those problems, was the one who fell into idolatry. Riches. Had wives, had a strong army, had everything that his dad probably wanted to or wish he could have, I guess you can say. But he will fall into a sin worse than his daddy would. Why? Because we can't handle peace, bro. We gotta be real with ourselves. If everything's all good, why do I need God? I am God, right? That's what that's what I'm gonna think. I am God. Everything's good. I know how to control. I got this under control. I don't need no trust. I don't need no faith because everything's good. You understand that? But it's something going through that. Something in that. There is always going to be something within our pain. I love. Oh, I can't think of his name. Oh, it bumps is what he calls himself. Christian rapper. I love what he said. He said, pain is just weakness leaving the body. When you work out got you a tense workout what's your body going to do the next day be sore it's going to be sore mm-hmm. but you're gaining right and so yep. it's your spiritual body going through something it's going to hurt and it's going to be sore but there is gain through all of it mm-hmm. i try to stress this with my young people i work with this guy at work i even try to stress it to him i do not lose you may look like you defeat me and you may look like you're winning, but I don't lose. I'm going to gain what I can through this, but I have to overcome. I have to. I'm a bloodbought saint. I'm a Holy Ghost-filled individual. I jump whenever people quote Acts 1 and 8. I've been dude with power. Well, then come on, believe it. Don't just jump because the guy next to you is jumping and clapping and shouting to preach wrong. Come on. Shout whenever that devil's telling you no, you can't overcome. That's when you shout Acts 1 and 8. I've been, dude, what power. What power. I don't know if you uh, remember, Brother Elliot, but this be before Brother Tanner. I preached a message called I Got the Power. Yep, I remember. And I told people one thing that we lack in this church is assurance, because I can tell you right now, whenever that enemy's voice is up in your head, the last thing you have is assurance. Because you want to know why? If you did have assurance, you'll put him right in his place. Mm -hmm. Buddy, I know where you belong. How dare you even try to look me eye to eye, buddy, you belong under my feet, but we're not assured in those moments. So we allow his voice to start getting into our ears and we allow that puppet to start, we become pups and we allow him to control us. And then we go to church and they start quoting Acts one and eight and we're jumping again. That devil, look at that dude. Wait, wait till he gets to the house. I got that dude. Yeah, go ahead. Go with your little buddies. Put on that little front. I got you. I got you. Look, I'm not being harsh. Don't think. Don't don't try to cancel me. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you so you can be cautious and know who you are. Don't just. I mean, I lo- I love some of these worship songs, Elliot. I'm I'm part of the choir. I get it. We're trying to hit notes and we're trying to do these things right. And we're trying to whip the drum. And we're trying to play the bright beat. But when we going to start believing those songs that we're singing. And quit trying to hit notes and actually believe them. Wow. I'm an overcomer. When we going to start believing that song. And quit singing that song. Mm -hmm. When I walk through the water. I won't be drowned. When I walk through the fire, I won't feel the flame. When are we going to start believing those instead of singing those? I seen you move the mountains. When are we going to start believing those instead of singing those? He set me free. When are we going to start believing those instead of singing those? I mean, I love what I'm not knocking worship. I'm just saying for real, when are we going to start believing those instead of singing those? When are we going to start believing those scriptures instead of just reading those scriptures? It starts with faith, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please them. So without believing, it is impossible to please them. And without you believing that you're an overcomer, it's impossible to please them. You get what I'm trying to do to your mind here? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to condemn you. I didn't come into this podcast with stones. I'm not trying to cast them at nobody. I'm trying to help people here. And I'm trying to get you to realize that, yes, you can overcome. And right now, you may be suffering some slips and some falls. But if you continue to look at the land that God promised you and you say, yes, we can take it, instead of saying, no, we can't. They're too big for us. They're too strong for us. And Sister Bomegarner, I mean, she preached, I mean, a fantastic message on that. And it was their perspective, and I love how she pointed out that they're saying, oh, we're like grasshoppers. That's what the children, this is what God, this is what we're telling our God's chosen children. We're over here saying we're like grasshoppers to these problems. And you know the sad thing about it? You know the sad thing about it, Elliot, is that the devil knows that he's going to lose in the end. And he cannot defeat you, but you can let him. The sad thing is he believes something we don't. I'm just going to let that sink in. He believes something we don't. He believes you're a child of God, but you don't. He believes you're victorious, but you don't. What do I stress to y'all?
2: Know who you are.
0: Know who you are. Why do you think I stress that to y'all? Because it's really important. It's always going to be important in your walk with God. Know who you are. Knows whose you are. I love how Pastor says it. We want them to be our Savior, but we don't want God to be our Lord. Because why? A Lord, you do what the Lord tells you. You are a servant to the Lord. But if and I'm trying to help people here, if we are listening more to the enemy's voice than God's voice, who's our Lord? The enemy. think about it I'm not throwing shade cuz you don't think about it do you No We don't think about that We don't take it we don't take it that way Who is the lord of your life Jesus Christ right And how do you listen to his his voice how do you know his voice? You know my voice because of what the words I speak, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So how are you going to know his voice? Through the word.
1: The words. Through
0: the word. Through the word. And how are you going to allow God to be the Lord of your life? Through what? The Word. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So now going back, I know I think I'm getting sidetracked here, but going back to what I said, we are gonna when we going to start believing those songs instead of singing those songs? A lot of those songs are biblical. That you won't drown, you'll go through the water, you know, you go through the fire. You know that comes out of the book of Isaiah, right? It's not, it's not just a feel-good song that we sing because, you know, it's modern. I know we like to lock and knock the modern worship, but that's, that's actually in Isaiah. That is actually biblical. So when are we going to start believing those songs instead of singing them? And I know right now you're probably at a very vulnerable stage in your life, in your walk with God. And you feel like, man, Brother Solis, I tried too many times, man. I tried too many times. The only one keeping count is you. The only one keeping count is you. Get back up. Get back up. So what? If Elliot can run a mile in five minutes... And it took me 35 minutes and I had to stop. And I had to breathe in and out a couple of times. And start pushing some more. So what? The reward is going to be the same. We both reached a mile. Same thing with the workers. What did the Lord say? From the guy that got hired first to the guy that got hired last. The reward was what, Tanner? the same the same but you ain't telling yourself that right I guarantee you'll be like man my war is not going to be the same I don't got a clean record who does show me who does please name me some names right now Jesus Christ (laughs) Jesus Christ the only known to walk in flesh and conquer the flesh straight up (laughs) <laughs> Without slipping. <laughs> I got a quick question for y'all. Do we we believe that God's sovereign? Yes. All-knowing? Yes. Do we really believe that? Yes. Now look at your situation. I want you to really ask yourself, If God is all-knowing, then why did he fill you with his spirit? Why? What am I getting at? Is you keep lying to yourself, and you keep believing a lie that you cannot overcome. And you have been filled with his spirit, and you have partaken of his goodness. And you slip. If he's all knowing, don't you think he would knew that you would slip? Mm -hmm. Then why did he feel you? Oh, I forgot. He's just walking around with a bucket that's that's that he can't handle, and it got his spirit just accidentally falling on people. Come on, because he knows. He knows. See, sometimes God got more faith in us than we do of Him. <laughs> right? Let's be real, man. I'm a mess, and you're gonna fill me with your spirit. You got more confidence in me than I do of myself. Let me let me let me let go of this low self esteem, Lord, and let me pick up your humbleness. And let me partake of this meekness. Because I want to get do you want to get it together? Yep. Then let go of low self esteem. You wanna get it together? And start believing in the word. You want to get it together? Then allow the Lord to be the Lord. The Bible says only one person be true. And who's that? Let every man be a lie, but God be true. Mm-hmm. Only one person be true. So why are you making the enemy true too? All right, now I know I'm not supposed to be preaching on this podcast, but I'm sure I am going to preach. Come on, we adding two. I think Revelation tells us about that, right? Mm-hmm.
1: The Bible also tells us we can't serve two masters.
0: Come on, preach to me, preacher. Let me hear something. We can't serve two masters. And I know we talk about money and we like to use that money scripture, but you're right. you trying to serve God and the devil at the same time. It don't work, man. You can't you can't have two lovers, man. You're gonna love one or hate the other. Which one? Mm-hmm. Which one you gonna love the more? But you can't have both of them. I love what this preacher said. It was in my early walk with God. He said you can't you can't walk with God and hold hands with the devil, and that's what we're trying to do. We done fail and we're holding hands with the devil. We're trying to walk with God, honey. You gotta let that hand go. You got to let that hand go. It's time to start picking up his word. Let his word be louder in your life than the enemy's voice. You're letting lies become louder than truth. Lies. You're taking advice and we're taking advice from a guy who couldn't get it right when everything was right. (laughs) Come on, bro. You messed up a good thing and I'm supposed to be taking advice from you. Do we not comprehend that? I mean, I'm not going to take advice from a guy who knows nothing about an engine versus a mechanic who knows everything about an engine. We're trying to take advice from somebody that don't even know, dude, you had it perfect and you messed it up. And we've seen what happened in the garden when somebody tried to take his advice when everything was perfect. It messed it up. God's over here rooting for us, man. It's time to say, okay, God, I'm getting over this. We are more than conquerors. I was talking with Brother Randy Hall, and shout out to Brother Randy Hall. And I love the way he talked about Romans 7 and how Roman, and I want y'all, the reason I'm not going to tell y'all, because I want y'all to go read your Bible. I want y'all to read the end of Romans 7, you know, or read the whole chapter and see how it goes from that story. It seems like this dude's defeated, Tanner. And he's over here saying, the things that I should be doing, I do not. And the things that I shouldn't be doing, I do. Oh, wretched man that I am. And it sounds like he's defeated. And then he starts Romans, the eighth chapter of what? There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the, uh, who walk after the spirit not after the flesh. Walk after his spirit. Walk after his spirit. You want to know why you've been feeling condemnation? Because you're not walking after his spirit. That's why condemnation is knocking on your door. And that's why it's hard for you to lift up your hands and worship. And that's why it's hard for you to get a breakthrough in prayer. Why? Because you are walking in the flesh. And I'm not saying that you're a bad person. You're just a sinful person. But the moment that you start believing the enemy's voices over God, buddy, you're already in the flesh. It's time to get in that spirit, man. It's time to start obeying that spirit. And that's what I said I love about it and how Brother Hall showed me that. I was like, my goodness. And the reason why I bring up Romans 8, because that's where we say where we start getting that we are more than conquerors. And that's where we get that there is nothing that's going to separate us from the love of God. And I'm not adding to the Bible. I'm adding to my mind, including myself. Don't let yourself separate you from the love of God. Come on, it's time to get back to that, right? There's nothing wrong with going back to that old school altar, not that new one that you're trying to build, that old school one, that one that, where you truly repented and where you truly felt the fire of the Holy Ghost and where you truly found him. Go back to that al- altar and say, L- God, here I am again. I'm going belie- to start believing that voice of truth again. I'm going to start believing that word again. I'm going to start picking up my Bible and I'm going me- uh, to start feasting on it and I'm going to start drinking of this living water again. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's time for me to start listening and believing in who you say I am. You can't overcome. You can't overcome. The Bible's full of these men that have fell and were able to get back up. Don't let it just be written in that book, but let it be. It says that we are open epistles to be read of all men. Tanner, if there's gonna be something that somebody reads about you and says, you know what, that young man fell, but I can honestly say he got back up. I can honestly, God, say God, God worked through that man. That situation should have consumed him, but yet look at him. You be that a pistol. You tell yourself, that I'm that a pistol. If I'm gonna be anything, God, let me be that a pistol. It might not be a pretty one. It might be a messed up. Look like it has been dragged through the mud and some oil some used up oil. But you know what, God, let me be that epistle. The one that says, you know what? It's not about how you started, but baby, how you finish. So I know y'all got me preaching on this podcast. Is there anything y'all like to put in or anything? Encourage somebody before I get done with this.
2: No, I'm just listening. You're edifying me like crazy, man. I'm
0: just, Listen, to Well y'all already know That coffee is running low But before I go Please Like the Facebook page Share the Facebook We're on Instagram Coffee and the Truth It's trying to reach out to people It is trying to help People overcome We are overcomers And we shall be overcomers It's not about where I come from, but where I'm going, and I'm going to make heaven crowded. I love y'all. Stay encouraged, and we're out.